This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Oh, yeah. Right when I start talking, right when the fucking record button starts, I got to clear my throat. I apologize. Welcome to MMA Takes Podcast. Boy, your boy's stomach is full. I uh, just scarfed down some of the finest Cincinnati chili. This, this taste buds of ever counter. No, I just said Skyline. But it, it's in, it's my favorite food in the entire world. So uh, I am full. And uh, I hopped right on. Usually I do a lap. Usually I, I wait like 20 minutes. I don't like coming on with a full belly. But I like being agile. I like being quick when I'm on the podcast. But, uh, you know, as the as time would have it, I need to hop on right away. So welcome to the Takes Podcast. We got a show. We got a lot to talk about. The judges... The John Jones Reyes fight, UFC 247 in a hole was supposed to be crap, and it was actually a really good event. Um, won some money, not no big deal. Was positive on my bets, even though I started off atrocious. We got a lot. I feel like this is it's been a while since I've really got to talk to you guys because Devin and I did the the Seal Takes Six podcast. Um, hopefully you guys like that. That was just an idea Devin had that we. You know, both have three hot takes. Like I said, well, like once a month type deal. I don't want to oversaturate it. You don't need to hear us argue a debate. You know, and the thing is, a lot of us, a lot of times we agree on stuff. So we're really, really kind of have to push things to kind of maybe disagree a little more. I mean, we can agree on things, but, you know, we're going to still tweak that show and hope you like it. You know, bring you bring you a different kind of content instead of just me talking. And then we did the pickums, and then I did a pickum the week prior to that. And uh, I feel like I'm just sitting here and talk to you guys. You know, just me. Just old Bri Bear. Uh, big show because UFC 247 was so crazy. Uh, so we'll cover that. But, you know, you know your boy. Got to go personal right off the bat. And uh, I'm trying to think. It feels like it's been like maybe two weeks since I've done like just a, a recap show and recap my week and all this stuff. Um, and I was sitting here before I hopped on to try to write some things down like, What's going on in my life? What's some like fun anecdotes that I have? And it's been pretty mellow, you know? I mean, I'm sure I have some if I dig them. I mean, at least once a day, someone pisses me off and I probably got something like that. But, you know, uh, I can't think off the top of my head. I mean, the one, I mean, my, my daughter, I got a million stories about how cute my daughter is, right? Um, we booked our vacation today. So we're back to Wilmington first week of June, which is very exciting. My grandparents are 93 and 92. And I swear to you, they're like i'll run into somebody like at my job that's maybe in their 70s or whatever and my grandparents look better than them it is astonishing how i mean they still drive my grandpa still agile as all get out my grandma still rides a bike and delivers like tomatoes it's crazy how good of shape they're in for their age it's unbelievable and that's one of our family traditions for the two years running now it's be the third year in a row and we love going down there, spending time on the beach. The little ones getting older, so the pool and the beach and stuff is is a big deal, and uh, we're really excited. So we booked that Wilmington. We're coming, NC. We're coming. Um, but other than that, I got to keep saying um, huh? Uh, we bought uh, me and the the boys at work bought uh, UFC Columbus tickets. You know, I have some friends. You know, close friends. Austin has been on the podcast. Steve has been on the podcast before, I believe. Um, you know, Austin would go with me and Steve's a guy I watched the fights with. Steve had a wedding, which I call bullshit. I mean, what wedding is in March 28th, right? So he couldn't go. 
Austin's going to our buddy's bachelor party the week before in Vegas, which I couldn't go to. So he's going to that and just, you know, that's expensive. And he's going to, you know, bang at least 10 to 12 prostitutes down there. So at least one of them's going to rob him. So he's going to come back a broke man. So, I, you know, and he's not the hardcorest uh, MMA fan, so I don't hold it against him. He was just going to come to get drunk and hang out with me. Uh, so we're going to miss him. But the guys at work... Two of the guys who I'm not going to name names. I only name names if they come on the podcast. I've invited all three of them on the podcast. Uh, they're shy, I guess, right? But no, they're buddies. We had a dinner party uh, at one of my one buddy's house. Um, he hosted, and we all got to meet our families and stuff. It was awesome. And uh, I, you know, UFC Columbus is coming, and me and the the guy who I referred to as a casual who got very upset. You know, he you know he's like, let's fucking go, and I was like, yeah, let's fucking go. Two other guys who are lukewarm, they've been betting on MMA lately, but they're not the biggest fans. They, you know, one guy was like, nah, I'm out, right? He wants to stay in Columbus, which hour and a half drive from Cincinnati. I'm not staying in Columbus. The card's going to be over by 10, 1030. We'll grab some fucking burgers and we're going to hit the road and get you home to your families. I want to sleep in my own bed. I don't want to pay $200 for one night in Columbus. I love Columbus, but when you're that close to Cincinnati and you're not drinking, like I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be carpooling. I'm going to be the driver. You don't need to stay. So he was out. One buddy hopped on. So we got tickets, very nerve wracking. I let my buddy be in charge of it. We picked the seats. Section 112, row two, got some really good seats, paid top dollar. Not really, but it was it was it was nice. It, it's similar to where I sat in Atlanta. Um, I, I haven't been to Nationwide Arena in a long time. I went years ago when I was like 16. That's where the Columbus Blue Jackets played. So that's where this could be at. But State Farm Arena in Atlanta was awesome. Very similar uh, seating situations. Most arenas are all kind of the same. Um, so I'm assuming it's going to be a similar situation. And uh, I'm excited. That Columbus card is awesome. Like, it really is good. I'm just, every day I wake up and I get on Twitter, I'm just hoping that something doesn't fall out, right? Like, because I'm really excited about Cody Garbrandt and uh, Rafael Santa. I'm really excited about the main event. I mean, Francis Aganu versus Joseph, Jerzyn and That feels like the most important heavyweight fight that doesn't involve the champion. Like it's going to be awesome. So we got our tickets. I'm excited. We got a new guy, newcomer, uh, first timer here. He's coming. And then the non-casual who I think has been to at least one UFC event. He is coming as well. And, uh, this will be my, I mean, one, two, three, this is my fifth one. Yeah. Fifth one, uh, UFC. And I am excited. I'm blown away. Uh, another thing I think I want to talk to you about is, uh, your boy, your boy was on a nice little weight loss journey, boxing in the garage, covering in sweat. I had Austin in the garage not too long ago. He had, he has an Apple watch on. He said he burnt, you know, more calories than he does in the soccer game. We got some good work in garage is cold guys. Right. And it's starting to get, a, it's been really mild here and it's starting to get a little colder and, and I can't, you know, some days my wife works all day. Her schedule has been a little wacky as of late. Um, but there's no excuses. I've had I've had days where I could have went down there and put in the work, and I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do it. I don't know what's going on, right? I love doing it when I get down there, and even days where I'm like, oh, I'd much rather sit here and do nothing. I'd much rather play with my daughter. I'd much rather play with my wife's butt. Something like that. I much rather do those things, but I'll suck it up and I'll get down there and then I'll play the music. I'll move around. I'll hit the bags and I love it. Right. After like, you know, I'm down there half hour, 45 minutes. Right. And I get a good workout and get sweat. Good. You know, whatever. And I feel so much better. I do. I really genuinely do. But 
the past three, four times where I've had an opportunity, like it's been, I think, a week, seven whole days since I've been down there. Today, I had an opportunity to. Wife came home uh, early from work. She had a headache. Cut her finger off, by the way. That's the that's another thing. We'll get to that in a second. Not literally, but we'll get into it. Um, she came home, just not feeling well. Had an opportunity to do it today. Didn't do it. Didn't do it. So I'm afraid to weigh myself because I think I'm up at least seven, seven pounds. I've eaten like shit. And I think I'm up weight. I think I'm at least up seven. I yo-yo pretty quick. I lose weight pretty quick and I can put it on pretty quick. I have a doctor's appointment Friday uh, with the brain doctor. And they sent me like the recap for my last visit or whatever. And I want to weigh less than that, right? Whatever the weight, you know, it was whatever it was. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I want to weigh less than that. And I think I'm right around there, right? Maybe a little up, maybe a little down. I want to get below that, right? No, actually, you know what? I am down. Never mind. That was, that. yeah, I am down. Now that I'm thinking about it, that number was a little high. That was a month before pneumonia. I went last February to have a pneumonia in March, and that's when I weighed myself in the hospital. I went, yeah, boy, Brian, you better, you better trim it up here. So, yeah, I'm way less than that. But I want to get even lower so when they weigh me, I can, like, for the record, right, you know, uh, I want to be what it is. So um, I don't know what's wrong with me. I haven't been working out. I need to get to it, right? It's a little late right now. I'm tired. I'm a lazy fuck, you know, but, and I'm full of, I can't eat and then work out. I just can't do it. So I need to do it before, I need to work out before I eat. So hopefully tomorrow I'll have some time. Hopefully Friday I'll just call off work and just fucking sit in the garage all night and just sweat, like cut weight before I go, before I go weigh in with my doctor. Um, But yeah, I need to get, I don't know what's wrong with me. I I I I uh I don't know what's wrong. And then the last little tidbit before we get into well, actually two more things. Sean O'Malley, he's fighting in a March seventh, I think, on the pay per view. Uh, his dog, according to his Instagram, his dog is named Petrie, spelled exactly like my last name. I commented on it on my personal account. I said, "Hey, dog's got a great last name." I thought I legit. You know, I don't tweet at fighters or. I don't leave comments expecting them to get a huge reaction or whatever like that. But I thought, okay, this guy's going to see Brian Petrie on Instagram. I had the last name of his dog, right? And I'm assuming he probably doesn't know anybody with that last name. And I got nothing. Not, not, nothing back. Not even a like. You know, is he probably mad at me? Like, oh, your last name? I'm going to change my dog's last name now, you know? But that's pretty cool. I don't, I, you know, Petri Dish was a French scientist that invited to, invented the Petri Dish. But my, it, I think that's P-E-T-R-I. I don't think there's an E on the end of it, like I spell mine. So uh, it's cool seeing uh, a dog's last name or dog's name spelled out, you know, my last name. I'm pretty cool. I'm pretty cool, guys. All right, last thing. Hypothetically, okay, this is totally hypothetical, okay? Um, let's just say, okay, this is going to, I'm going to put this up on Instagram tomorrow. So when you listen to this, this will, you'll be listening to this on a Tuesday, I'm assuming, right? I'm going to put it out Probably Monday night. It's Monday right now. I'll probably put it out when I'm, I'm done recording. You're probably going to listen to this on maybe a Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday. Maybe Wednesday if you are if if you fall behind. Anyway, I'm going to put an Instagram poll up tomorrow, and I need you to vote, right? Here's what I need. And this is total hypothetical, okay? This is, it has nothing to do with anything, okay? Just vote with what you got, okay? Say I want to use a name that reflects my personality and be anonymous. So it's not going to be Brian blank Petrie, like no nickname like that. It's just going to be the nickname without my name. So if someone searches for me, 
they won't find this. This will be just almost like anonymous. His name's anonymous, right? But that doesn't work because they're already anonymous. So I have two names that I was going to hypothetically go under for something possibly in the near future. And I'm not going to elaborate more because I don't want to jinx it. And I don't want, I don't, I always talk prematurely and I never follow through. So this is something I'm marinating. Uh, probably spring, summer. If something ever happens with this spring, summer, but I want to get ahead of it now, right? I've asked my wife, she's answered. So that's on the tally. I want to ask you, the listeners, I want to ask some people. Haven't asked any of my friends yet, right? Haven't told anybody yet uh, about what this is going hypothetically, guys. So anyway, what would my name be? What's, I have two choices here. If you don't like the two choices, then go fuck yourself. These are two choices because it reflects me as a person. So if I had to go under some kind of nickname so people couldn't search for me and be anonymous, for me personally, what sounds better? Swayze? Just go by Swayze or Roadhouse because that's that's me. Patrick Swayze is my favorite actor. Roadhouse, all-time favorite movie. So vote on it. I'll put it on Instagram. You tell me what sounds cooler, Swayze or Roadhouse. I've always loved Swayze myself. I think that's a cool last name. Uh I would love to legally change my name to Swayze. Uh, that's a pain in the ass, though. But that's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna let you marinate it a little bit. Let you leave you a little curious of what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, obviously, uh, when more details come out, I'll let you guys know. But Swayze Roadhouse. Okay. So ooh, I'm gonna move the text. Hold on. Let me check these texts live. Live on air. Oh boy. Who is this? What's going on here? I don't know. The, I think it's who cares. All right. So UFC 247. Oh my gosh. Texas, 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 Texas. What are we gonna do with you, huh? Uh, I've been to Texas. I did not enjoy it. I've uh, I never went. I, I think the only city in Texas I would enjoy is probably Austin. I went to San Antonio. I went to Houston. I went to Sandro Pay Island. Right? Is that a thing? Um, and I just wasn't a fan of it, right? It just wasn't my, uh, my kind of state. Um, however, I'm sure Austin's awesome and I'm sure there's other, you know, great states in there or great cities in the state, but Texas judging boy, oh boy, do we need to do something about this? Yikes. Right. Um, so we'll get in the car. Devin and I competed on this car. Devin squeaked one out seven to six. We'll get into the picks. I did. I went seven and five on my picks total. So not bad. I started off rough. I started off like I wasn't going to win a fight. I fucking was blowing it. But uh, I came back strong. So first fight of the night. Excuse me. Excuse me. Goddamn paper. I'm so, I'm 1,000 years old. Why do I keep using paper? Austin Lingo versus Yosef Salah. Uh, I really like Devin's underdog play here. I didn't have the balls to do Salah. I watched a lot of tape on both these guys. Lingo, again, one-dimensional boxer, just has that kind of boxing style that's very predictable. Um, didn't really mix many things up that you know that I've seen before that. And a lot of his finishes, uh, a lot of his fights, and it finished in quick finishes, which usually doesn't bode well for guys that want to go three rounds. Now, Lingo didn't gas at all. But I just think Salah was just a better fighter. I think Salah's 135 pounder in there. Um, great jump knees, great kicks, great footwork, had gas 
to keep going. You know what I mean? Never gassed out. He took this fight on relatively short notice. Avoided the big shots. Was was piecing up Lingo. Dominated on the ground. Zalal looked fantastic. That's a great steal at plus 170. I missed it. I didn't get him. Devin got that one. Got some extra points on that one. But what a great fight, right? I, I think Lingo uh, definitely needs to work on some things if he wants to be competitive at 145. I would love to see Zalal at 135. He's long. So one a 145 isn't a horrible weight class for him. I did hear that he said he wanted to drop down. He's a natural 135er. Uh, I'd be adding some interesting things in that division with those foot, with that footwork and his dynamic striking and, and apparently some pretty good ground control and, and good in the scrambles. Uh, that's exciting. That's exciting stuff. He went through went for a couple submissions as well, and uh, he looked really good. The guy I'm going to keep my eye on for sure. He looked uh, he looked really sharp in there, and he's got a little bit of attitude to him. If you if you I think there's a UFC fight, so he didn't really show it out. Uh, but I think if he gets in a fight with a guy he doesn't like, if there's bad blood between two guys, he, he's got a little bit of a chip on him, a little bit of an attitude, and I like that. I like that a lot. So he looked really good. He was a guy I want to keep my eye on. Andre Ulvers, Jonathan Martinez. Now, I am Martinez. I lost. Devin had uh, Devin had Andre Ulvers in this one. This is a pick em fight, right? It was a very, very close fight. This is one of the decisions I have the biggest problem with. I, You know, uh, next to Jones Reyes, which a lot of people are up in arms about. This is the one. I thought Jonathan Martinez won this uh, this fight two rounds to one easily. Uh, it was a very close fight. I, I wouldn't scream robbery. I think Martinez's team is uh, going to file an appeal, which they'll lose. Um, I don't think anybody's ever won an appeal on that. I think they're just doing it to make a point. Very, very close fight. Very entertaining fight. Uh Yule busted his wrist arm or something with his kicks. Martinez was calm, calculated. Yule definitely had more volume, but when Martinez landed, it was it was more. He hurt Yule to the body multiple times. Really, really good stuff. Really good, really good fight. Andre Yule, an exciting fighter, right? Um, Martinez, I think his one downfall in this fight is he just didn't have enough volume. You know, he picks his shots a little bit better. He did throw a lot of kicks to the body and to the arms, hurt his arms, had some nice head kicks, hurt the body a few times. I just think if he would have kept it up a little bit more, he could have stole this fight. I think he, I think he won 29-28. That was what my scorecard was. Not a judge, but I think I could do a bit, be a better judge than these fucking guys. Um, again, I'm not going to call it a robbery. I'm not going to be super upset. I was upset the night of. I thought Martinez would win the fight, but it was very, very close. Any of those rounds could go either way, but uh, 30-27 Yule, I think, is what one judge had. It was a split decision. 30-27 Andre Yule is criminal absolute criminal right very close fight i thought martinez won and then for a judge to give it to yule by 30 27 are you fucking kidding me very entertaining fight so i started off night 0 and 2 and i started off night 0 and 3 domingo Pilarte versus uh john journey newsom domingo was my lock in the night devin was spot on in this one i didn't like journey newsom i thought he was very average i thought his height was gonna be a problem um i didn't love how he closed the distance i didn't love how his when he fought taller opponents, his boxing wasn't as sharp. You know what I mean? He was he was a pretty good, um, you know, squeak out some wins here and there. He's a very tough guy, developing guy. Pilarte, six foot, long, rangy, landed a head kick, hurt Newsom right off the bat, and was rushing in the finish and just got caught with a big right hand. I mean, that's the one thing when you're the taller fighters, you can't, you got to have a bubble between you, right? Like you have so much of reach advantage and so much of height advantage over this fighter, you got to create this bubble this space right you you have to know i can't get this far because you can stay as far away as you want to hit this guy and he can't hit you but when you close that distance and you get in that power zone you get in that striking range for journey he got caught with the right hand and got flattened and got put out i was very very disappointed in that fight 
uh, Domingo, I thought was a guy who was going to come out and really show off for this fight. I think he has some talent, but uh, yeah, he got KO'd. Got KO'd, guys. Very embarrassing. So that was an underdog play for Devin right there. So I'm on three on the night, right? I thought this night was a wash. I was like, well, fuck it. Luckily, I did. I did bet uh, Domingo. Domingo is one of my parlays. I'm back to betting parlays too. So I'm not working out uh, for a week, and I've been betting parlays. So I'm just really falling out the wagon. Um, next up, Mario Batista versus Miles Johns. Devin and I both had this. It was an easy underdog play. Mario Batista finished Mar- uh, Miles Johns. Very good fight. Mario Batista is a real deal, right? Um, you know, when he fought Sanhagen, Sanhagen's a beast. Sanhagen's a future champion, in my opinion. One of my guys. When Batista fought Sanhagen, he looked really good, right? He's a scrappy dude. He's coming along well. He's at the lab. And the, the MMA lab in Arizona hasn't really produced that many fighters. I mean, when's the last time Benson Henderson fought, right? You know, he used to be one of the most active guys in the world. Now he never fights. Um, and that's one of the things I said when he made that move to Bellator is I, they don't have enough people for him to fight, enough events for him to fight. He used to be quite active, and he's not. Maybe it's good for him that now he's getting older. I don't know, but I kind of miss seeing Benson Henderson fight because, you know, he's a talented fighter. However, the lab is slowly starting to put out some of the new breed. Mario Batista, a lab product in great shape. Miles Johns never impressed me. I said on the podcast, uh, I thought this fight would go the way it went. I didn't think Batista was going to finish him the way he did. I thought he'd maybe get a submission because he is kind of slick on the ground. But uh, yeah, Miles Johns got eight up with a knee. And Batista is a guy you got to really keep an eye on in this division. I think he's a sneaky play there because he's very tough. He's pretty well-rounded he's getting better on his feet which i think is his weakness which he's still pretty fucking good at but if he had a weakness it'd be him on the feet but uh he looked really fantastic against miles john like that biggest surprise tonight in my opinion uh alex marina versus kaylin williams it says kaylin williams but he was introduced as chaos i thought that was his nickname maybe his name is chaos uh Tapology had him as Kalen williams i gotta imagine that his name's kaylin not chaos he maybe changed it to chaos either way I talked some shit about him, right? I didn't think he was UFC ready. He has a good record, but he's fought nobody. Moreno is battle tested. He's from Texas. And fucking uh, Williams went out there and fucking wrecked house. Now, Williams is a wild guy. He's a big dude for 170, and he's wild, right? He landed a big shot, rocked Moreno, and Moreno couldn't recover. He doesn't have the cleanest striking. He seems pretty big, seems pretty powerful. But uh, I'm not going to go lucky shot. I'm not a lucky shot kind of guy. But, yeah, he just overwhelmed Moreno. He took the fight to him. And uh, you got to have respect for Williams. You know, I want to see more of him. And I I always hope fighters make me eat my words, right? Like Williams is a guy who I kind of shit on the Pick'em podcast. Said he wasn't UFC ready. I said he fought bums. And uh, he shoved it up my ass. You know what I mean? He went out there and fucking... Uh, Smoke Moreno, who was a big favorite, and he was a huge underdog, and he looked good doing it. Didn't he? I don't even think he got hit. Um, I would like to see him fight more uh, more often. This was a very short-notice fight. He fought a pretty stiff vet in his UFC debut. So I don't know where he goes from here. Do you give him a guy that's just coming in the UFC, or do you give him keep giving him some bets? Like, where do you want to go? There's a lot of depth at this division, but <clears throat> really interested to see what happens to him because, again, I... I didn't see enough to really kind of change my mind on him, but you know he won the fight and made me look like a fucking idiot. And if you uh, if you had him, cash your tickets, boys. All right, Angela Lee versus Lauren Murphy, another controversial decision. Um, this is a very close fight, right? I again this this one didn't bother me too much. I had Angela Lee, Lauren Murphy won the decision. She's a Texas girl, is what it is. Uh, Angela Lee, though, to me, just hasn't evolved, right? I keep picking her, thinking that she's. This fighter that, you know, she's the same fighter she was like a year ago, right? I keep thinking we're going to get a new improved. Like, she's a scrappy fighter with 
pretty good top game, but doesn't have the best takedowns and her takedown offense is suspect, right? Laura Murphy's a girl that everyone doubts I me. Mean, she's got a fantastic record. She's got some losses on her record, uh, you know, whatever. Very, very tough woman, uh, tough fighter, not just a woman, just a tough fighter. Uh, durable, scrappy, um, not great everywhere, but she's going to get the job done. She can't finish her and she's always in great shape, always can go three rounds. Andrea Lee's mouthpiece was an issue, right? Shout out Rogan. Rogan shouted out the mouthpiece guy. That's the guy who I got my mouthpiece done from. Now, I know I told you I was going to give you a review. I got the mouthpiece, right? And it's amazing. It is. I talk shit about the guy. I didn't like his YouTube videos. I didn't like the, you know, kind of the way he talked to people, to me via text, whatever. Um, but he does fantastic work, right? I put that thing in when I box when I used to. I haven't worked out well. I put that thing in when I box. It doesn't go anywhere. You got to fucking rip it out of your mouth. It almost feels like your goddamn teeth are coming out. That's how tight it is in there. Uh, Angela Lee has no excuse not to have a solid mouthpiece. As being a top five female fighter in the UFC, get a mouthpiece deal. I know some people do prefer boiling bites. It's true. Some boxers, Keith Thurman, one of them, prefers a boiling bite. A lot of these guys don't want custom mouthpieces for whatever reason. Not sure what the reason is. There's a, several UFC fighters that do not have custom mouth guards. They have boiling bites. It's just, it is what it is. Angelie, though, dropped that mouthpiece four or five times. Could have got a point taken away. I think she was worried about it. I think it maybe distracted a little bit uh, when she was in the in the, in the the middle of the fight. I did have Angelie win in this fight. I thought she squeaked it out. But again, it was very, very close. I don't think any robbery happened here. Um, but yeah, Andrew Lee kind of disappointing because I thought she was somebody that she's not right. She's fighting a top level competition at this weight, but if she would have won this fight, she would have been fighting for a title, which probably wasn't a good thing is a good thing because she would have got fucking smoked by the champion. But, um, yeah, I just a little disappointed in the performance, right? I think I thought she won, but I thought she was going to win a little easier. I thought Lauren Murphy is very tough and durable, but I thought Andrew Lee had the more skill and, um, she didn't show it. I just don't think she's getting better. Right. Uh, I don't know if it's a camp thing, if it's, if, you know, I know she's had a lot of things in her personal life, whatever the case may be, uh, she's just not getting better. I think she needs to get better if she obviously wants to have a, you know, fight for a title one day. I mean, she can be floating around the top five, top 10. It's not a very thick division, but if you want to fight for a title, you got to get better. So maybe a change of camp, maybe, uh, maybe a change up would be, uh, nice. All right. So next fight, little, little different here. Antonio Royal was my lock of the night, my absolute lock of the night, Underdog locking a night. He got sick or something. Couldn't make the fight. James Krause steps up on 24 hours notice. Probably 18 hours notice. Less than 24 hours. He was there to corner somebody. He's like, I'm, in, I'm like 180 something. I'll take the fight. Medicals are up to date. They allowed him to fight Trevin Giles. James Krause uh, opened as a small favorite, 136. Giles was a plus 135 underdog. Last minute, that was my lock, right? So I had a switch. So I, I picked Giles, right? I let Devin choose. I'll go Oppo because I was so far behind in our on our, our system here. He picked Kraus. I picked Giles. Um, this is the fight that I might have the biggest problem with decision-wise. I got Giles, so I got the points, right? I thought James Kraus won one and three. I thought he gutted out one and three. He obviously won round one. Some judge, don't know his name, gave round one to Trevin Giles, which, again, that guy should be fired. Let on, let on fire. Not just fired from his job, but set on fire. That's absurd. You cannot score MMA fights, boxing fights, professionally, get paid for it, and score that round for Trevin Giles. There's no way he won that fight. He almost got submitted. The Every second of that round, he almost got submitted. Second round, big round for Giles. Third round, they're both gassed, but I thought Kraus did more. 
I am blown away by James Krause. Not one of my guys. Not a guy that I, I really run to when he's fighting. But going, I mean, he used to fight at 155. Now he's at 170. He took this fight at, he fought a middleweight, right? A big 185, Aaron Giles. Looked great. Didn't get finished on 18 hours notice. Cardio obviously went there because it is what it is. But I thought he won the fight. This is the biggest decision I had a problem with. Um, yeah, it gave me points. Yeah, I'm, you know, I got the fight right. It goes on my record, whatever. But I thought Kraus won. I thought he, I thought he sneaked out that decision there. And um, it is what it is. So that, to me, is the biggest robbery of this card. If I'm being honest, and both fighters, Giles, Jesus Christ, his fight IQ is so bad. Like, dude, like it's so bad. Like the only way Kraus was going to win that fight is in grappling, and you kept grappling with them. Like, what are you doing? Like, push away and throw your hands. <clears throat> Apologize. Let me take a drink. All you ASMR fans, strawberry kiwi gateway, Gatorade, gateway, strawberry kiwi gateway, strawberry kiwi gateway, balls. All right, but anyway, Kraus really impressed me. I don't have much to say about Giles. He's three and two in the UFC now. He's finally off the two fight skid. I know he's a full time uh, policeman in Houston. Uh, <clears throat> Stipe gets it done with being a full-time fireman so maybe there's a possibility you can't get it done but you gotta change some things up your cardio is not up to stuff your fight IQ is not up to stuff um, you gotta change some things up here Giles if you wanna make you wanna have a shot at uh, any success at 185 alright next up you got Derek Lewis main card time versus Lelir Latifi both Devin and I Derek Lewis this fight uh, I agree with this decision a lot of people might have been a little upset with the decision Lelir Latifi was getting takedowns, but he was doing nothing with them, right? He's He didn't land a punch. Derek Lewis threw some high kicks, threw some jumping knees, was landing punches. The biggest surprise to me was Lelir Latifi being able to take these punches. He's been chinny in the past, but he just fucking held him down. He held him down as like a defensive position. He wasn't offensive at all. So I score takedowns appropriately, but when you just take a guy down so he stops hitting you and then do nothing with it, no submission attempts. Now, I don't even know if you try to pass the mount. I think he did maybe mount Derek Lewis. I don't know. Maybe in the first, I can't remember. But I had Lewis winning two to one, right? I had Lewis winning. Uh, he tried to finish the fight. You know what I mean? He tried to finish the fight. Every time he's on the feet, he tried to finish the fight. He went for it in that third round. Uh, big win for Derek Lewis. I know a lot of people online maybe disagreed with this decision. I like this decision. Um, I can understand how it's a little controversial because Derek said something about Texas judging beforehand. He's from Texas. He's from Houston. Got taken down quite a bit, was on his back a little bit, gave up maybe five to six takedowns. and uh, But when you take a guy down, then you get stood right back up because you're not doing nothing by the ref. I mean, you should, I mean that's a problem. Like, you got to work on the ground, right? If you can't, I mean, you, you can't just train positions where you're just holding a guy down, right? And try to lay and pray, the old school lay and pray. You got to work for your positions. You got to work to finish the fight. Everyone wants to fee- see a finish. If you're not going in there to finish, you shouldn't be in there. Literally, Latifi went in there to survive. He wasn't in there to finish. He went in there not to get knocked out. He did nothing to show me that he was going to try to finish Derek Lewis at all. He just was like, I don't want to get knocked out. Let me try to take this dude down and just lay on him. But I like Latifi at heavyweight. He's a little short, but um, I think the chin held up pretty well. I mean, he took some big fucking shots from Derek Lewis. Not a huge Derek Lewis guy. I think he's a, a tad bit overrated in my opinion. He's very entertaining. His fights always are all kind of the same with like last minute heroics. I think they even said on the broadcast, like he, they talked to his trainers and like he never drank water before. And now he's like, like he's like losing weight. He like weighed 261 and didn't have to cut weight. And they introduced him to water, which 
Maybe I'm hoping that meant like swimming because I, I mean, the guy lives in Texas. He's got to be drinking water. Um, overall, it's a pretty entertaining fight, right? Uh, every fight on so far has been really good. Next up, Danny Gay versus Mursa Bektik. My favorite fight tonight besides the main event. Uh, Ige, a guy I had to switch. Send my underdog lock. Arroyo went out. I had to get another underdog lock. This is a guy I bet. I betted him and John Jones in a parlay. Um, so I needed I needed the plus points. I got it. Ige won this fight. Looks good. Ige's one of those guys that he's going to have problems with guys that, that have, have cardio and that are sharper than him, right? He's not the sharpest fighter in the world, meaning he's kind of good everywhere, but he's not great. He's just really tough, and he's got really good cardio. If you get in there as a really sharp striker that can that can outcarder you or keep up with you, he's gonna have a problem, right? Because he's so tough that he's he's gonna run into a lot of stuff. Mursad Bektik's not that guy. Mursad Bektik was cocky all week, uh, posing with his shirt off, going to stare downs with his shirt off, dancing to the ring. I know he's got like a new strength and conditioning program, and he's with Faraz, so a lot of things were going his way. And and got the first round with first minute of that first round, I thought Bektik was out of there. He rebounded well off the second round. I don't think Dan Ige has ever won a second round. <clears throat> and then third round, I think Ige pulled it out. I think he pulled it out in the third round. I had no problem with this decision. Uh, I didn't see too many people complaining about this. I think Ige won cleanly and uh, very, very entertaining fight. Very high-level fight. I like both these guys. Bectic, you know, is a guy that needs to fight a little more active. I know he gets hurt a lot. Be more active. Get your name out there because I think he has potential to, to win some big fights at 45. Nothing but big fights left for Danny Gay at 45. I'd love to see a Josh Emmett fight. I think that'd be really entertaining. Both those guys can go at it. Um, there, there's several guys at 145. I'd love to see Ige fight, but I think he's top 15, top 10 t- talent. Ige, that is. And Bektik's right there. Bektik's a solid, solid, solid fighter. I love this matchup. All right, next up, Justin Taffa versus Juan Adams. A big who fucking cares fight. I picked Juan Adams, or excuse me, I picked Justin Taffa just because, right? Uh, Devin picked Juan Adams. Juan Adams, Texas guy. Uh, changed his camp. I love that he came out and said he was dealing with some anxiety uh, after the Hardy fight or before the Hardy fight. I like when athletes talk about that, let them know like what's going on in their psyche. Uh, every athlete, every person, you know, no matter how strong they appear, they go through some stuff mentally, and it, it can be a bitch. It can be, it can be a real fucking struggle. And I, I applaud Juan Adams for talking about that because it's not an easy thing to do in such an alpha sport. Uh, Taff is a guy who I kind of shit on. I didn't really care about this fight. I uh, still don't care about this fight, but the ending was awesome. Taffa knocked him out in the first round. Taffa heavy-handed. Uh, not really sure what Juan Adams was doing. Uh, I really wanted Juan to search for some takedowns. I don't know if he even tried to take him down. Taffa landed early. He was over in the first round. Felt bad for Juan Adams. Uh, he looked a little nervous going in there, but he looked excited. He had a new camp. I think he was with Jackson Wink and, you know, training and all this shit. And, uh, yeah, it just, it just didn't go his way. So I do feel bad for him. But, you know, Taffa, Taffa's 26 years old. I saw that on a thing. If you told me he was 45, I'd be like, no, he's 48. I can't believe this dude's 26 years old. I'm 33. Yes, I have a little bit of a baby face. But this dude is 26. There's no way he's 26. He looks so much older than that. So much older than that. 26? God damn, there's no way. Uh, but you know, overall, was, you know, I, I got Taffa, so I got the under uh, the underdog points. He was a plus two hundred underdog, and uh, come to think of it, that was probably a really good underdog play if you bet that fight. I did not. Uh, all right, co-main event, main event time: Shachanko versus Chikagian. Uh, Shachanko is the best. I mean, she's she's unbelievable, right? I mean, she's right underneath Amanda Nunes as the greatest of all time. Uh, she came in there, and my biggest thing was is Chikagian can really rack up the points. 
um, with like her 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 boxing and just outpointing fighters. Shevchenko shut all that down. Chikagian did not show up. Shevchenko dominated every aspect of this fight. Not really sure if she even got kicked or hit in the face with anything. She, you know, Chikagian was working leg kicks and just got mauled in this fight. Chikagian, I talked about this on the Steel Takes uh, Six podcast with Devin. I don't like when you're an American, you're born in America, and your great aunt is from Lithuania, and you come out with that flag. Like, no. Right. And Chikagian came out with some flag. I'm, I'm sure she's proud of where she comes from, but you're from New York. You're, you're born in, I think you're from Pennsylvania. Then you live in Long Island, New York. Why don't you come out with the American flag when you're fighting a non-American? Okay. Okay. You come out that well, I don't even know what flag it was. I really don't, but it drives me nuts. Have a half flag like Dom, Dominic Reyes. Okay. Have a half flag. Like Tito Ortiz had the double-sided flag. Do something. But uh, come on. Come on. Okay? I don't even care if her parents are direct descent from there. You're not. Okay? Stop it. All right, main event time. Uh, I didn't really want to talk too much about the co-main event because there's so much to unpack in the main event. I had John Jones winning. Okay? I had him winning. I had him winning three to two. I've been in a spirited debate with... The guys we're going to the fight with, other friends, people online, what have you. Devin thought Reyes won. Um, a lot of people I respect, Brett Okamoto, just uh, Instagram right before I got on here, he thought Reyes won. I think Jones won. I think Jones won two, four, and five. I think the first three rounds were very close. First round, Reyes came out. John was kind of slow, didn't do much. Give the first round to Reyes. Landed some shots, had really good energy, had really good tempo in that first round. Got to give it to Reyes. Second round, same thing. Reyes was coming out strong, but I think John adapted well, and I think John edged out the second round. I think he did more in that second round. Reyes wasn't as effective. He was slowing down his footwork just a little bit, just enough for John to kind of figure him out. John landed kicks. <clears throat> a lot of people were pointing to the third round as the breaking round, right? I thought Reyes won the third round. Goddamn frog, my friend. Won't go away. I had Reyes win in the third round. I thought he landed the bigger strikes, more powerful strikes. He was backing John up a lot in that round. John landed some offenses too. It was a very competitive round. Um, I think that round could have gone either way. I scored it for Reyes. I thought Reyes landed the bigger shots. And and uh, you could tell, though, at the end of that third round, his footwork and everything was slowing down a little bit, right? Fourth round, all Jones. Fifth round, all Jones. That's one of the toughest things. We talk about TRT Vitor and, you know, um, you know, a fucking young BJ Penn or whatever, all these things we do, right? Fifth round, John Jones should be in that discussion, right? This dude shows up in the championship rounds. It's unbelievable. If you look at his first fight with DC, DC, in my opinion, won those first two rounds. Very, very close fight. But I thought I gave those first two, in the very first fight, I gave those first two rounds to DC. Third round, John started picking him up a little bit. DC starts learning out. Fourth, fifth round, he won the fight. Dominated, right? The Gustafson fight, which he didn't really train for, right? That fifth round, very close. Two and two going into the fifth. John all busted up. Never been there for in his career. Needed that fifth round, and he fucking went out and got it. Same thing with uh, the Santos fight, even though not really, right? Very close fight. I actually scored it for Santos, 3-2. Very, very close fight. Um, John just didn't do anything in that fight. He needed to just do anything, and he would have won by more, but he didn't. This fight, he was very active. He was very aggressive. He ate some shots. He showed a chin. What really impressed me <clears throat> is 
The blueprint to beat John Jones, in my mind, is to outbox him, right? Dominic Reyes kept saying that. Dominic Reyes was laying his left hand a lot. John's looked really good with the with the head movement. And another thing is John has chicken legs. Kick his legs out. Reyes threw a lot of kicks, but I tell you what, what really impressed me is John Jones checked a lot of those kicks. Dominic Reyes was limping out of that octagon after that fight. I guarantee you he checked a couple knees and his feet, maybe not broken, but they're fucking, they're feeling it right now. John looked uh, really sharp in there, I thought. I thought he looked good. A lot of people thought he lost some steps. I don't think he lost any steps. I just think it's Reyes is that good. I underestimated Reyes a little bit. I don't think this is a robbery any way you shake it out, right? If you think Dominic Reyes won, I, I'm okay with that opinion. I have, I'm not going to fight you and think jo- you know tell you why Jones won. I think Jones won. I think if you think Jones won, the other side is trying to convince you why Reyes won. It's kind of weird, right? And a, one judge had it four to one, which I think is a 49-46, which I think is a little extreme. Some of those first rounds were close. John obviously had two solid rounds in the fourth and fifth that nobody can argue that Reyes won. The one through three, I think you can argue that Reyes maybe, maybe not the first round, but the second and third round, I think could be arguments either way. But the only person <clears throat> I've seen a lot of people say they had John Jones as a four to one too. I, they thought John won four rounds. You don't hear anybody saying Reyes won four rounds. You know what I mean? Reyes squeaked out. If he if he won those three rounds, very subjective, but he squeaked out. Now, Texas judging obviously was all over the place this night. It is what it is, right? Um, but I just I think John Jones won. I think he won. I think him digging down in that fifth round and in fourth round two and going for takedowns, mixing up, landing strikes, checking leg kicks, mixing things up, landing shots of his own. Dominic slowed down. There's no doubt about that. And I think Jones won it. I hate that narrative to be the champion. You got to be the that's bullshit, right? John Anik was tweeting stuff out and he was saying a perfect, I don't have the tweets in front of me, but yeah, that's a bullshit narrative. You got to beat the champion to be no. Like if you go in there and you win, you win. That's it. Jones took everything Dominic had and Dominic took everything Jones had. None of these guys were going to take a back step. They're high, high level competitors. I think they're made for each other. I think they're going to fight probably three times. Even if Jones wins the second fight, I think they could maybe sell a third fight just because the first fight was a little controversial. Dominic Reyes is going around <clears throat> going around saying he won the fight. Jones is open to the rematch. Um, I think Reyes will get the rematch regardless of what happens to Corey Anderson, Jan Blahovich this weekend. Corey's right next in line if he wins. If he loses, obviously it's Reyes. If he wins, they could give him the Jones in the summertime. Not that big of a sellable fight, but I think Reyes... What could be even a bigger sellable fight is if... Reyes goes out and fights another light heavyweight, destroys him, and then fights Jones again after Jones beats Corey Anderson. You put it on in the winter, fall time. That's a big pay-per-view. Um, very close fight, right? I'm not going to say either. If you think Reyes won, I'm not going to dog you. But I think I just think Jones won. I think he I think he got the second, fourth, and the fifth. Fourth and fifth for sure. Second, very subjective. I just really like the way he handled himself. He pressured the whole time that fight. He was moving forward the whole time that fight. And uh, he caught some shots and stuff. I think a lot of people aren't seeing John Jones in a competitive fight. They're not. They're not ready for it that he's in a competitive fight. And uh, he was in a competitive fight. And and I'm really looking forward to a rematch between him and Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes really surprised me. I, I I thought he had a chance because of his size and athleticism, but his boxing looked really good. That left hand looked really good. His kicks looked good. Um, I think if yeah, if I had to give him any critique, maybe work on your cardio just a tad bit more, right? He wasn't used to fighting five rounds, so it is a different world for him. But if you're gonna move that that much in the in the John Jones fight, uh, you gotta have a little bit more cardio. And he looked great. I think he has a, a great blue 
blueprint to beat John Jones. And he has the tangible skills, the height, the height, the size, the reach, the power to really implement that game plan. Some guys don't have that, right? Um, I, if anybody's going to be John Jones at 205, it, it's going to be Reyes. Um, what's next for John Jones? A lot of people ask that question. So I kind of just said a little bit. I think, uh, I think a, a, a Dominic Reyes rematch would be good. If Corey Anderson, who's been barking for a title shots, he's on a nice little win streak. If he dominates Blahovich in the main event over this weekend, that's a fight that they might put on in the summer, depending how active John Jones wants to be. Um, I just, I don't know if Dana White loves Dana White thinks Reyes won, so I don't know if he loves the idea of Corey Anderson. I think he might want to run this back. Um, Dom Reyes versus Tiago Santos, when he gets healthy, that's a good number one contender because they both gave John Jones a really good fight. Anthony Smith is fighting Glover Teixeira. He's kind of the odd man out. I think he beats Teixeira. He's probably going to fight, you know, Vulcan again, or maybe even Corey, the season's number one contender. Um, he just didn't look good against John Jones. I don't think anybody out there thinks Anthony Smith can beat John Jones, even though he looks great. You know, he, he rebound after the Jones loss and beat Gustafson. Uh, I think he's going to beat Glover. Um, I just, I just think he's not ready for John Jones yet. Uh, John Jones could pop up the heavyweight. A lot of steep, a talk. I would love that fight. Or I, w- I would love to see him fight Adesanya. John Jones is the only guy that's never been in a super fight, right? Every champion, right? Like uh, Khabib wants a super fight. Kamara has asked for a super fight. Cejudo's asking for a super fight. Wokanossi's Florida with going up to 55. Nunes has gone up to 45. Stipe's open to super fights. He fought Daniel Cormier, which was a super fight. A lot of people are begging for super fights. John Jones is the only guy that's never really asked for one. He's never really been interested in going up to 85. He's very dismissive of Adesanya. They got a nice little rivalry going right now. They are going to fight one of these days. It's going to happen. And uh, yeah, but um, what's next for John Jones? I, th- I think it's going to be a Reyes rematch or Corey Anderson. I think that's what it's going to be. Um, you might not like it, but I think that's what it's going to be. Um, so the judge and refs is, is obviously a big conversation that needs to be had. Now, listen, once upon a time, long ago, when my brain injury happened, so about 2013, about six months afterwards, I realized, like, because I mean, listen, there was a time in my life six years ago, I thought I was going to fight amateur MMA, go pro, do the whole thing, right? Commit myself. Um, when that happened, when my seizure happened and everything, I, I couldn't do that anymore. I looked into uh, judging and refing in Ohio. How do you get started? How do these guys do it, right? So to be a ref, to be a ref for like the, the big organizations, I think there's only three certified schools. They do classes like twice a year. So there's Texas, there's California, and I want to say there's another one somewhere else, right? It's $1,000 to get in. There's a 98% chance you'll fail. You don't get your money back. They fail everybody. They put you through the ringer and you the written test, all that, and you fail. So I looked into that being a ref and I went, oh man, that's 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 a lot of money. This is 2013. That's a lot of money. I don't know if I can do that. I just got my wife at that point too. So I was like, I'm not gonna fly to Texas for a week and all this shit. So I kind of banned that. So I was like, well, what does it take to be a judge? How can I be a judge in an MMA event in a local MMA event? Is that how you get your start? So I emailed the Athletic Commission, Ohio Athletic Commission. Three weeks, I left voicemails too. Three weeks, they got back to me. They finally sent me an application. I got to fill this out. I got to do a bunch of things. And then I got to shadow a judge for a couple events. 
And I forget what the next step after that was. Very tedious, though. And when you shadow a judge, you got to call a judge up, ask him if you can shadow him. He's got to agree to it. Then you got to pay your way into the event and just sit there and watch what he does, right? And it was like, I get that being the, uh, the, the criteria, right? But whatever's happening now, it's not working. We need to fix the system. I don't have the answers. I don't know if it's open scoring. I don't know if it's a half point system. I don't know what there is. There are so many people out there with better ideas than me, but whatever's happening right now is not working. So why not change it? We have to change it. I like open scoring a little bit. I like letting the public know. I like letting people know right away what the fuck's going on. Um, I know that can cause some problems when you're in the fight or whatever. You look up, you're down two rounds. You're like, how the fuck did I lose the two rounds? It could fuck with you mentally, but you know, it gives everyone an even playing field. You know what you're, you know what you're in for, right? Um, there's so many other people with better ideas. I wish I had them written down. I don't have any ideas. I just know it needs to be fixed. And I think it starts with better judges, more judges. A lot of people want seven judges. A lot of people want five judges. Um, they have currently have three, obviously more judges, I think would cause maybe more problems. Five, I think would be good. I think seven might be too many. And it just has to be an education. You have to be educated, right? I think Ricardo Almeida or Frank Trigg. Frank Trigg's a ref. One of them was a judge. I think Almeida was a judge or something like that. Guy knows MMA. The guy's, uh, you know, that's a guy you want, right? You want a guy who's trained and in, in, in sufficient in the sport to be judging the fucking sport, not guys who can't even pay attention to fights. I mean, Joe Rogan called a guy out for not even watching the fight. It's sickening that this is where we're at. MMA is on ESPN. ES fucking PN. It sold for a billion dollars. And we and I know it's not the UFC that's a pro- providing the judges. I know. It's the commissions. These states need to fucking get with it. Right before I hopped on here, Kansas decided that they're going to do open scoring. So the promotion that so the UFC when they fight in Kansas, they can agree to do that or not. I think Invicta is coming there uh March something and they they're allowing they're going to do open scoring, which I think will be interesting topic. Um, I haven't listened to any podcasts this, this week. It's Monday. So I'm, I'm interested in to hear other people's ideas. Cause I don't know. And I don't have the answer, but I know when your boy that's long gone. Now I got a list of guys. I can't be a ref. I can't be a judge. But when I, when I wanted to do it, it seemed a little tedious. It seemed like a lot of work for no money. You actually had to pay money to even do it. And then, um, and then even the shot of you, getting to call a big fight i mean what are the odds of that i don't know how that works i don't i just don't know you know i think i would have to be in nevada if i want to be a good judge i don't know how it works i think the system's broken they need to fix it how do you fix it i don't know i don't know how to fix it right i can look at a car but that car is broken can you fix it i don't know i can't fix shit take it to mechanic all right we're at the end of the show here one little two two little things andy ruiz the guy's blowing it, right? He was the fat, lovable heavyweight that shocked the world. He looked like complete dog shit against Joshua, gained way too much weight, didn't take it seriously, which I don't know how you don't how you don't take it seriously. Now he's posting pictures on Instagram with this giant house and these new cars and his new wardrobe and everything. I get it that you you're showing off your money that you have, but I don't know if this dude's gonna win a big fight again. I think he's lost whatever he's had, whatever that luster, whatever that hunger. It's funny saying hunger because he's he's a fat guy. Um, whatever he had, I think's gone. I think he's made enough money. It reminds me a lot of Robert Guerrero. 
Robert Guerrero boxed Floyd Mayweather, got a $5 million payday. Where's he at? I mean, he's probably won one or two fights. doesn't fight competitively anymore. Marcus Madonna fought Floyd twice, got hella paid, 10, 12 million bucks. And that motherfucker is 400 pounds somewhere. Like he's playing a comeback. He's so fat now. Like these guys, when they get paid, it's hard for them to get that hunger back. That's why Floyd Mayweather is so impressive is the guy's worth so much money. He's probably made the most money in anybody ever in boxing. And he's still going out there and winning and beating people. It's crazy. Uh, last thing we'll end here. Dana White looking for a fight. If you haven't seen this yet, spoiler alert. I like this show, right? I think it's entertaining. Um, Rachel, Rachel Ochovich, who they well, they went to Hawaii and she showed him around or something like that. She's incredibly hot. I didn't think she was that hot, but God, she was in that swimsuit. <sighs> Forget about it. <laughs> Forget about it. I got a whisper because my wife's at the door. Forget about it. Um, so they go to this place in Hawaii and, and they climb on these rocks and Dana White, you know, they, they tease it on the pay-per-view and, and he's standing on these rocks and, uh, Matt and Dean jumped off. Dean Thomas can't even swim. Matt's got a fucking jelly knee and he jumps off. Dana stays up there for three hours till it gets dark and he wouldn't jump off. This rock looked maybe 12 feet in the air. I mean, wh- uh, what, what, what? I mean, I, I don't like heights, right? I wouldn't jump off a rock on the ground, but I'd do it in some water. He slept there for three hours, and the cameraman's like, we're running out of battery, and we're running out of light. You got to do this. And you walk down, you didn't do it. If you're Dana White, you're this alpha male, and you talk all this shit. Now, he admits that he's a pussy. He'll say that every once in a while, but that's not a good look, dude. That's not a good look. I'm no daredevil. Let me tell you a little story about me, okay? A little, little braggy time. A little braggy brag. I was on a senior trip, right? You're down there, senior trip, high school. We get up to Panama, Florida. We stayed at the Ramada Inn. Shout out to Ramada Inn. I doubt it's there anymore. And it's in between uh, Days Inn. Days Inn had this fake rock or real rock waterfall type deal that was probably about 10 feet in the air. I'm sitting at the pool, meet these two chicks, right? I'm with my buddy who's just useless, right? He's there, good looking guy. He's a face, but you know, I'm, you know, we swooped in, got these chicks. It's late, right? It's late, late. And, uh, you know, we're, we had been drinking and I been drinking like apple pucker or whatever the fuck I got my hands on that night. And, you know, we're, we're flirty and we're in the pool and, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I thought, I thought there was a good chance that your boy was going to get both girls, <laughs> you know, your boy was going to get both of them. I, I, it was, it was looking that way. My one buddy just didn't have much of a personality. He was kind of sitting off to the side. I think both chicks were feeling it. So what do I do? I go, check this out. I'll climb up those rocks, do a backflip off uh, off the waterfall into the pool. And they're like, oh my God, no way. So I climb up there about 10 feet in the air. I used, we have a 10-foot diving board at the swim club I grew up. And I used to backflip off that all the time. So I climb up there, right? Doesn't look that high. Turn around, boom, bust a backflip. As I do it, I feel like I, I bust my leg, my foot on something. It feels like my foot hit something. Backflip into the pool. Oh, yeah. You know, everyone's cheering. The girls are like swimming over me. All of a sudden, blood starts coming up to the top of the water. Like, what is that? It's like, oh, I think I just hit my foot. It's no big deal. Climb out of the water. I got this giant, giant cut on my leg. Deep as all get out. Blood everywhere. I mean, it was like, like a literally like a shark bit me. I cut it on like a branch or something when I backflip. Right on like below my knee to like the left of my left leg, right? There's a huge scar still there. And I said, are you kidding me? And it's bad. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like in nothing but a bathing suit and the girls freak out. So then I got to go fucking to the hospital. 
That's what I do. Fucking ambulance had to come pick me up, take me to the hospital. I have my wallet on me. I have anything. I go to the hospital. I have my fucking cell phone on me. I'm calling my mom in the hospital bed. Like I cut myself. And she's like, what? Stitched me up, brought me up, said I couldn't swim. This was like day three. We were staying out five days, I think, or day two, day three, staying two more days. Couldn't swim. Had to keep it wrapped up. Don't get sand in it. Don't get it dirty. You know, it's going to swell up when you fly back home. Didn't hook up with the chicks. They weren't there when I got back. My buddies in bed. I had a fucking pound on the door to get in my hotel room. It was miserable. But that's better than climbing up there and not doing it, Dana. Come on. Come on. Let's go. Uh, that's it. That's the show. We're about an hour. I'm going to do the pick this weekend. UFC New Mexico. Uh, looks like a good little card. I actually really like this card. I was breaking it down um, beforehand, just kind of going over everything. I think it's a nice little card, nice little ESPN Plus card. Some really interesting fights, some guys that are right there that I think could take next next step. And uh, we got eight weeks of this, guys. We got eight weeks of MMA action, and I can't tell you how excited I am. So, again, I'm going to vote vote tomorrow of what possible nickname, I or not nickname, uh, um, uh, pseudonym, I might go under for something in the near future. So vote on that. And I'll, I'll talk to you guys manana. Well, no, that means tomorrow. I'll talk to you guys. I don't know what Thursday is for Spanish, but Thursday. Woo! Hey, pal, do me a favor. Get her down off there. What do you say? Woo! I say let her dance. Woo! Escort this gentleman to the door. Do you see that shit? Good. He's real good. The name is Dalton.